Welcome to the Nightcap, your weekly review and preview of Norway Knights football. If you missed this week's action, get the latest news, analysis, and game summary on the weekly Nightcap with me, Joe Smith. Hi, everyone. The season continues to move along, and after this past week's loss to number one Pickford, many may be ready to get to week number eight, a game so many always anticipate and will be against the North Central Jets. But first, we need to talk about the game with Pickford. So many of us had high expectations this past week, despite the loss of Wyatt Spade with a season-ending knee injury. The question was, can Norway continue to play at the high level they have been since week two without Spade's contribution to the game on the offense, defense, and special teams? Well, I can tell you I was devastated that the Knights would have to play without Spade, but I was also fairly confident that Norway had the ability to rise to the occasion and beat the number one team in the UP, the 6-0 Pickford Panthers. Let me tell you what happened, and then we'll get to Thursday night's game with the North Central Jets. It was the first cold game we encountered this year as temperatures were in the mid-40s last Friday night, and it was wet. A few showers hit the field during the game, but... More of it fell before and after the game and didn't seem to be much of a problem for those in the fi- on the field. As we said many times, this was the game of the week in the UP for a few reasons. Pickford was number one in the UP football poll with Norway at number two. Pickford was number one in the Great Lakes Conference East. Norway number one in the Great Lakes Conference West. Both highly positioned in Division one eight-man football in Michigan with Pickford at the three spot and Norway climbing in the division at number 10. Everything looked as if this would be a battle, and as we got started, it certainly was just that. The Knights took the opening kick and got things started on this cold, windy, wet night in Norway on their own 32-yard line. On the second play from scrimmage, Ian Pop gets things going in a big way as he picks up a great inside block by Maddox Berkland and breaks free all the way to the Pickford 27-yard line. The Knights work the ball closer, and on the 10th play of the drive, Ortman and Pop are lined up wide right, Ortman comes in motion, takes about five steps down the line, then cuts it up, peeling back into the flats on the near side of the field. By hits him in the numbers as Ortman heads for the pylon. Ian Pop sets a block on two Pickford defenders as Ortman slips behind him into the corner of the end zone for the first score and a 6-0 lead. Pickford took the kickoff to their own 18-yard line to start their first drive, and it was really the Norway defense we have grown accustomed to seeing that stepped up again, stopping the Panthers for a loss and bringing up a third down and four from their own 15-yard line. After a low snap from center, quarterback Tommy Story dug the ball out of the dirt and started rolling to his right. He was quickly pushed on his heels by the pass rush of Maddox Berkland and forced to throw off his back foot. And you know what typically happens when you throw off your back foot? That pass is going to be short, and short it was right into the hands of the waiting Knights defender, Ian Pop. Pop is tackled immediately at the 38-yard line, where the Knights take over in great field position. Norrie gets the ball down to the 30-yard line, and on third and a couple, it's Ian Pop up the middle and out the far side, 30 yards for the score. But wait, just a minute, as a flag is thrown in the middle of the field, Holding is a call, and the first TD is pulled off the board for the Knights. Knights are unable to convert on third down and decide to punt from their own 40-yard line. Pop back to punt, and don't look now. He's looking to throw on the fake punt. Pop instead tucks it under his arm and down the near sideline, getting the first down and coming up just short of pay dirt. First and goal at the Panthers' seven-yard line. On second down, Pop gets the pitch, runs right, heading for the end zone, and scores untouched. 
but not so fast. Another penalty, and the Knights are hit with another holding call. This one comes back, erasing the second TD of the first quarter. The Knights are unable to score, and Pickford takes over on their own 15-yard line. On second down and 15 from the 10-yard line with 225 remaining in the first quarter, sophomore running back Gunnar Bennon, he takes the, the misdirection handoff and heads for the near sideline. No containment from the Knights on defense, and Bennon is set free for the 90-yard touchdown run to, this, to tie this game up 6-6. With just over a minute to go in an exciting first quarter, Norway has the ball second and 10 from their own 38-yard line. Two receivers on the far side with a single receiver on the near side. Ortman comes in motion from the far side and on the snap. Sprints upfield on the near side. Quarterback Colby takes a few steps and, know, and knows where he's going. It's going to be deep to Ortman. Bai isn't able to get much on this one in the wind, but Ortman adjusts. Hits the brakes and comes back for it, catching the ball at the Pickford 44-yard line. Ortman makes a nifty move on single coverage, breaks the ankle tackle, and heads down the sideline, outrunning the last two defenders and giving by a 62-yard touchdown pass and the Knights a 12-6 lead. Pickford starts the next drive at their own 38-yard line with under a minute to go in the first with 40 seconds on the clock. It's the dangerous quarterback, Tommy Story, faking the inside handoff from the gun, picks up a great block from his pulling right guard and sprints up the middle 50 yards for the tying TD run. All knotted at 12 after one quarter of play. The second quarter was much different than the first as far as the amount of scoring. Pickford came into the game with one strategy. Keep pounding the ball up the middle and wear that defense down. They've done it all year. The Norway defense held strong most of the quarter, but after a Norway fumble midway through the second quarter, the Panthers started pounding the run up the middle. Again, the Knights held strong, but you could start to see them wearing just a bit, and with 3.16 to go in the first half, and the ball on the 38-yard line, the Panthers go to an I formation with no wideouts. This has run written all over this play formation, and that's what they did. Straight up the middle with Gunnar Bennon. He gets strong blocking from his boys up front and takes it 38 yards for the only score of the quarter, giving the Panthers their first lead of the game. Going into the locker rooms at the half, your halftime score is Norway 12 and Pickford 18. Here's my weekly halftime thought, determination. I was reading the Iron Mountain Daily News this week, and Sean Chase, the sports editor, had an article titled, Chasing Sports, Competition is a Powerful Tool to Build Character. If you're just a headline reader and didn't quickly see anything about Norway or the Knights, or may have been confused by the byline referring to Kingsford, go back and give it a read. The story was about Norway High School's varsity football team, We have spoke about this team's determination almost every week in one way or the other in the nightcap or on air during the football games. Mr. Chase has it right about this team. This year, sports has the tendency to bring out the team's determination. The team's will to succeed and most of all the team's ability to never give up no matter how high the hill is they need to climb. At the end of the game or even this season, it is wonderful to be crowned the champion, but so often those teams are forgotten especially if expectations were they were going to win it all at the beginning of the year anyway, right? The teams and the seasons that are remembered for decades to come are many times created out of the adversity and the response the team puts forth to overcome that adversity. For this Norway Knights team, they have been dealing with significant injuries to so many of its players week in and week out. Yet here we are with two weeks to go in the season and the Knights are number one in the Great Lakes Conference West. 
Last week, with the deck stacked against them, they did not give up, but instead pushed forward without complaint. This week will be no different for the Norway Knights, as so much will be on the line again in the conference for the right to move on to the playoffs. So the question will be for the Knights come Thursday night. What team is going to show up for this big game at home against North Central? Well, if you've been following this team all year, this is easy. The Norway Knights, the team that has been recognized in the newspaper, on the radio, and across social media as a team that doesn't give up, fights to the end, and continues to have a will to live up to the goals they established before this season started. To win a ship. A championship. I believe there's still nothing stopping you. You have the talent. You have the will. And you have a community and family that clearly is supporting this team. Thanks to Daily News Sports Editor Sean Chase for ending his opinion piece with this, referring to Norway football. Quote, so props to the family of those kids. You're, you're creating future leaders. End of quote. It's game number eight this week, and if you ask me, I've always loved this team's goals. But don't look now. The players, the family, and the fans of Norway football are being recognized in my opinion, for more than a possible championship, but instead character, determination, leadership, and a will to never give up. Traits that will never be lost, never forgotten, and likely utilized for generations to come. And that's my halftime thought. Let's get to the second half. Pickford got the ball first to start the second half, and the Norway defense came out and forced a quick three and out for the Panthers. Obviously just what the Knights needed down 12-18. Panthers forced a punt, giving Norway a chance to get back in this game, but it was a pick for defense that started to stiffen, forcing the Knights to punt and give the ball right back to Pickford. The Panthers' game plan coming into this ball game was to pound the ball up the middle with Story, the quarterback, Braylon Rounds, the running back, and the sophomore, Gunnar Benin, the running back, who already had two TDs in the first half. Well, they did just that on this drive, and the Knights did start to look as if they were tiring. With 3.16 to go in the third quarter on fourth and six, Pickford in eye formation with everyone close to block, hands the ball off to tailback Bennon, and he finds room up the middle, bounces it to the outside for the 25-yard touchdown run, putting the Panthers up 12-26. to The Knights were unable to answer, and Pickford scored two more times in this one, including a 35-yard Tommy Story TD run and a 60-yard Gunner Bennon TD to run to put this game away, 12 to 40 midway through the fourth quarter. The Knights kept fighting, and with 8.48 to go in the fourth quarter, Ian, Ian Pop picked up his first touchdown of the game with a 10 yard run for a touchdown. Your final score from Norway it was Norway 18 and Pickford 40. Depending on how things shake out down the road, it is very possible these two teams could meet again in the playoffs, and that is a matchup I'm thinking the Norway Knights would welcome. Now let's get to the stats. On offense, quarterback Cole By was 15 of 31 passing for 202 yards, two TDs, and one pick. Alex Ortman had a very big night with nine cat- catches for 183 yards and two touchdowns. Ian Pop had three catches for 12 yards. Hayden Am- Amundsen caught two passes for four yards. Bryce Adams had one catch for three yards. On the ground, Ian Pop pounded the ball 13 times, 166 yards, and one touchdown. Andrew Hanamaki ran three times for negative six yards, and Cameron Varda rushed for three yards on one carry. Total offense for the Norway Knights was 365 yards, 202 by the air, and 163 by the ground. Defensively, Maddox Berkland had nine tackles. Hayden Amundsen had nine tackles, one for a loss. Ian Pop had seven tackles, two for a loss and an interception, and Carter Cazola had a fumble recovery. 
Now let's talk about Thursday night. As all thoughts, focus and talk is now about North Central. Coming to town, I was told this could be the last time Norway plays North Central because of schedule changes coming up next year. That's a shame. Everyone looks forward to this game every year. We'll have to find out more about that topic. Hey, Knights fans, make sure you have 106.7 FM saved in your favorites for quick access to all the Norway Knights football games this season. You can rely on WHTO Radio Sports for all the action. And as I always say, if you don't have access to the FM dial, go to the web and stream the game on whtoradio.com. Anytime, anywhere, it's WHTO Radio Sports you can count on to make sure you don't miss a play. If you want to hear the nightcap every week, head over to simplysmith.com, click on the nightcap tab, and get all the latest episodes. You can also go to the podcast section and get your audio-only version here. The nightcap is available via podcast on most podcast platforms, including Spotify. If you are a Facebook user, please follow my page at Simply Smith Sports. It's all new and it's developing, but get my views and perspective on Norway football at simplysmith.com or on Facebook at Simply Smith Sports. That's simplysmith.com for the nightcap and so much more. So we have another big game at Romberg Field on Thursday night, and when and when hasn't it been a big game against North Central, of course? This year the Knights come into this one first in the conference, but in need of a win to make sure they capture a spot in the state playoffs. And no, it won't be easy. Although the Jets have lost their first game this year since 2019, it was a hard-fought game, and it's the only loss they have suffered this season as they sit at a record of 6-1 and and 4-1 and in the conference. That loss came to Lakeland and Hubble three weeks ago at home, 25-28. Norway knows too well how good Lake Linden Hubble can be as they also lost to the Lakes back in week one at home. You can expect the Jets to be quick as usual. Although a bit undersized, number 18, Jacob Grzynski, the quarterback, can maneuver himself out of most jams if he finds himself in one. The Knights will need to contain 18, wrap up, and don't let go. Otherwise, he can be very elusive and create problems. And if it's not the senior Jacob Grzynski causing the headaches for the Knights, it will likely be the junior, Lane Gorzinski, number six. He also possesses similar traits as 18, and between the two Gorzinskis, Norway is going to have to make sure they make their tackles. The team is coached by Leo Gorzinski, a name known by many, and a coach with a few state championships. As usual, you can expect a very disciplined team and a team with a few offensive wrinkles we haven't yet seen this year. My favorite is a three-man offensive line, meaning the Jets will spread the defense with four wide receivers, and the QB in pure shotgun formation. If the defensive is fast, like Norway is, they can get to the QB quickly with only three linemen left to block, but this is where it gets interesting. The Gorzinskis are elusive, and they can break one tackle and take it upfield with the defense spread out. Again, the Knights cannot miss tackles Thursday night, or it could be a long night. If they're able to contain the Gorzinskis and not get tricked or confused on some of the offensive formations, the Knights have the speed talent, and size to win at home and feel very good going into the last week of the regular season at home against Stevenson. Kickoff is this Thursday night, and if you can get to Romberg Field, this team needs you there to cheer them to a victory. Come on down, bundle up, get loud, and support your Norway Knights. Otherwise, you can join me Thursday night. I will have the WHCO Sports pregame show. Starting at 5.45 p.m., followed by the kickoff at 6 p.m. on 106.7 FM, The Mountain. 
and streaming live at whdoradio.com. If you happen to miss the game, come right back here to simplysmith.com and I will bring you the nightcap and give you a preview of the night's week nine game and it's home against Stevenson. Thanks everyone for uh, listening. You're listening to the nightcap with Joe Smith. Put in the effort, put in the time and live life with purpose.